I'm just gonna pretend you did not say that. I did just say that. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Good afternoon or good evening. Hey, y'all. It's popping. It is March 1st officially, third month of the new year. And here we are, y'all. Welcome, welcome to A Seat at the Table. He is the host. With your host, the future Justice Doe. And Lady Z over here about to sip the tea. That she claims she got to. Literally. <laughs> Charlie, this is sweet tea. Look hey. Still to the top, too. Damn, so, a lot of tea, y'all. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> yes, because we about to pour out all of it, or drink all of it in this case. So. <laughs> no, really, no, it's good, though. <laughs> With that being said, y'all, welcome. Um, it is Sunday, March 1st. Um... Today's topic um, is interesting because I wanted, I know Z and I had something else in mind, but I wanted to do things a little bit different today because something interesting dropped into my lap today Oh, and from we church. are on location, by the way. Woodland Hills, not, nothing too special. We had a park, yeah, so we trying to park. keep it. We're in Woodland Hills. Trying, trying to, to keep it, you know, less noisy. Try. Before try is the operative term. Um, but mm-hmm. you know these kids, yeah. So bear with us. Um, but yeah, so this topic. Well, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it dropped into my lap. It actually, I will say Friday, February 28th. I remember I was like on my way home, and the spirit had brought to my mind. It was like respect is. Um, doing that to others as you would have them do unto you. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, okay, yeah, like, because even before this, like, like I, like, I had asked myself, I was like, what does respect really mean? And instead of really Googling it, I guess, like, most, most of us would, I kind of left it out in the open, kind of gave it to God, and I was like, okay, let me kind of just leave that there. And so you brought it back to me today, and I was like, I mean, on Friday, and I was like, yeah, like, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, doing those others as you've had them doing to you. Like, respect. And it's funny. All right, sorry. Shout out to Aretha, rest in peace. But, yeah, so today, it was interesting because today, in Sunday school, um, we have we, we were talking about you know godly character walking in that, and my teacher actually brought up the question of respect, and she was like, "Is it earned or is it given?" Hmm. And so it was interesting because what she had us do was on the front of the card, she had us write um a character trait that we're all working on, um or we need help in rather. And then she was like, on the back of it, on the flip side, um, she said, write down the word respect. And then she was like, write down your answer to this question. Do you believe respect is earned or is it given? And so, um, and so of course, naturally, we, of course, went to the, we went to the word. And I think she was reading from 1 Peter 2, 17. Yeah. 2, 17 and 18. And... Um, I don't know if you want to look that oh, up. I'm already on it. <laughs> While Z's getting that. So, um, so yeah, so we were reading from that. And so honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. 
That's what I have for First Peter two seventeen. And then verse eighteen also. Oh, okay, my bad. Do <laughs> <laughs> that. All right. So <laughs> eighteen as well. Uh-huh. Um, servants be submissive to your masters with all respect. Not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are unreasonable or perverse, according to the NASB. Right. So with that being said, um, in essence, what we were getting at is, is that respect is supposed to be freely given. And with keeping that definition in mind, doing that to others as you would have them do unto you, the word, I believe it's in Matthew... I believe it's five twenty-two. Is that it? Okay, pass me your Bible. Um, <laughs> y'all, I came from class. I do not have my scripture on. <laughs> I got it right here. Hold on. Pass, pass, pass. Which verse? <laughs> um. What does it say? I know it's at Matthew, but I believe it's um. You know, love your neighbor as you do yourself. It's like Matthew 22. It's 22, right? Because it's on my Instagram. I know I got it on there. All right, y'all. Look, we don't we? <laughs> Bear with us. Because I know I put it on... My, yeah, 22, 37 through 40. That's mm, what it was. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was about to say, because so. I know I got that. In my Instagram description, I'm very yes. proud of you. I yes. got a whole lot happening with this yes. right here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. What? I happen to like the word. <laughs> yes. Would you care what to verse? read thirty-seven through forty? So you would have the whole thing. All right, y'all. Mm-hmm. Since we got Bible study popping impromptu. <laughs> <sighs> He said 37. Okay. Through 40, yeah. Cool. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Mm-hmm. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And I do know what that means if you want me to break it down for you. If you want to go ahead and do it. So. All right. So, because the thing is, um, if you guys remember the Old Testament book of Exodus, mm-hmm. I want to say chapter 20 or 21, I believe it's chapter 21, you have the Ten Commandments. And then what a lot of people don't know is that there's about, if I'm correct, 500 years between Malachi and Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, Well, not even, well, between Malachi and we'll air quotes on that because, yeah, but by the time the book of Malachi, which is at the end pretty mm-hmm. much of that of the Old Testament of yeah. the Old Testament, but even of the times outside of Bible wise, mm-hmm. but in the times at that point there were what about mm, four hundred laws, bet just off of those ten commandments. Mm-hmm. There were about four between four and five hundred, because they also utilized the Levitical law. And then kept adding more stuff to the Levitical law. Levitical being Leviticus. Mm-hmm. And read through that. You will find Levitical law. Chapter 18. Chapter 17. It, it's a lot. Um, so. Taking that to the New Testament. When Christ came. He didn't do away with the law. But he fulfilled the law. Mm-hmm. So. In fulfilling the law. Um. 
that's where those two commandments came from. So instead of it being a whole bunch, even the thou shalt not and all of this, now because you're dealing with the new dispensation being under grace okay. and not under the law, he came, fulfilled that, and now you just have those two oh, things, which is uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and also love your neighbor as yourself. Those two. Yes. So pretty much everything is summed up under that. That, if yes. that is a, is a ex good explanation yes. for Okay. Yes. So, okay. And so we were talking about kind of taking all of that. We were talking about respect and we were talking about how um, you know essentially when we think about and when we think about our characters our identities and when we think about a lot of the issues that we may we may deal with individually as well as collectively you know, it's funny because everybody, no matter, at least for me, the people I've worked with, come into contact with, that's other they always talk about somebody respecting them. They always talk about, um, you know, I have issues with respect for authority or um, I get no respect or like just something related to respect. Mm -hmm. And what I find, though, is that for a lot of people respect to them more or less looks different. Mm. And hence, hence why I asked the question, I was like, well, what does respect really mean? Because I feel like nowadays, speaking connotatively, that word gets thrown out so much, but the meaning for that is up in the air. And so when that was kind of dropped into my lap on Friday, kind of going through to up until today, it was, and it was interesting because me and uh, my family, we were talking about that for a while and we were chewing on that and we were just talking about how, you know, again, essentially, you know, things about ourselves that we need to work on and we need to uh, demonstrate a lot of it really comes down to our own self-respect and the level of self-respect that we have towards ourselves and ultimately towards other people. Mm -hmm. But just like how we read and really what my science teacher was getting at was, you know, essentially that's why from a spiritual standpoint, from a biblical standpoint, the word talks about, as you read in First Peter, really honoring those people, being subjected to your masters, like giving that mm -hmm. because when we think about our own relationship with God, that respect to those of us who are saved is automatic to him. Hmm. And so to really demonstrate his word mm -hmm. and live it, we got to be willing to do the same thing to not just ourselves, but to other people. Shoot, you know I got a whole... Yes, I know you do. All right, so... I hope all that made sense. <laughs> I mean, it made perfect sense. Yeah. Yes. Don't, 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 don't nah, say yeah, but yeah. Let me stop doing too much. All right, so <laughs> respect by definition, since mm -hmm. we are... Since I'm sure people are going to look that up anyways. Mm -hmm. um, 
Ah, it is. Sorry, I almost dropped my phone, y'all. A feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Or, um, you, mm, I have another one. Sorry, bear with me for a minute. Um, mm, they also, this is vocabulary.com that Mm -hmm. that has this one, but it says respect is a way of treating or thinking about something or someone if you respect your teacher you admire her and treat her well okay yeah same difference pretty much okay so yeah we're gonna go with that first one Mm -hmm. which is one more time feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities qualities or achievements now given the type of um awesome class I had today. I knew you was gonna bring that um, in. It is so crazy because um and I love, you know, shout out to T C F E P Man, the Chicago School of, of Performing Arts. Wow, really? Wow. <laughs> of professional Even psychology. Today was a little bit of a show. Today though. was a bit interesting. So, um, oh, and shout out to Allie B. She's actually in class right now, y'all. She ain't proud to come out talking about her experiences. Yes, honey. Congratulations so, on being done with your practicum hours, girl. <laughs> yes, she's almost done with practicum, meaning that, and the practicum is the, for those of you outside the psych world or mental health or medical field, um, it's pretty much when you don't, it's, it's an apprenticeship or, um, yep. you can say an internship, but essentially she's almost done with those hands-on hours that she needed to complete. Yeah. She is actually done. Good yes. Job. I don't know why I said almost. She is done. She's been done and she is getting ready to walk up out of here and be done with this degree too, mm-hmm. honey. So shout out to Ali B. We love you. We miss your whole presence right now. Look, so and to to the point of class because she is in it right now. Um, I had my class earlier today, and um, uh, you know, shout out again to TCSVP because the class that I'm ta- I won't say which one it is. Yeah, but she's trying to be nice. I really am. I'm letting y'all know that right now. I she's really trying to am. be nice. I really am. Go ahead so, and go in for the people real quick. Okay, so it was couples therapy, and for many people, um. It is triggering. It, it can it be. It, it can be triggering. And today, um, because oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so, so today it went there, and the reason why with couples therapy, um, we we are yes discussing marriages, relational issues, things of that nature. Um, but the major aspect, that growing aspect that we are now focusing on as a society are the different types of relationships from a non-binary and binary standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, Non-binary meaning they, Um, or and binary is uh, those that uh, associate themselves with a gender. And then you have others of, well, you have the, are, are people. Heterosexual, homosexual. That part. All that. All that. So today... Our focus began with hetero uh, normative t- uh, terminology. So pretty much um, she, he, your husband, wife, you know, things that for many people, that's what we grew up with. Um, again, this is relatively new. So a lot of people 
including those that uh, are part of the um, the movement of uh, where it might not be a she that's a it might not be a she that's a wife it might not be a she uh, he that's a husband even they uh, like pretty much all a lot of us most of us did not grow up hearing otherwise but at this point because of the shifting of our society now that is the case where we can't just assume things so right. um great preface huh oh, so yeah. um today was the uh that that was the focus and dealing with the uh really um not dealing but uh speaking to the lgb and we're not going to include T and Q because that was actually not included wow. in our breakdown. It was just oh. LGB, interestingly enough. Yes. So. And it's funny, religion came up related to that too, but okay. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yes. Sorry, y'all. We're having a whole little <laughs> short sidebar. So, within that class, um, mm-hmm. we, instead of us speaking to or him or our professor, just kind of go, we started off speaking to Bowenian theory, which is also known as family systems. Um, and uh, so and so just again, for those people that don't do psychology, when you're dealing with family systems, pretty much it's like the role of the person in that family. The easiest way to explain that one. I actually know this stuff now. Look at God. All right, y'all. Look, I'm you telling you, Zona, I was tripping. I was like, I don't know. But um. But yeah, so I'm hoping everybody can understand, you know, where we're coming from. So we started off talking about that and then we switched into LGB. And the reason why we started off talking about that is for the reasons why I explained what I did. So, um, yeah, because as far as social norms and things of that nature, no longer it's, it's no longer a social norm to be husband wife and the wife be a woman and the husband be a man doesn't always that's not necessarily the case anymore so um speeding back on up we had to do a exercise and exercise and it was a little triggering because part of the exercise we had to um well the exercise was breaking down a journal article about heteronormative language the misuse of it heteroracism and I was I found that um an example that was used within the article was triggering to me um if y'all don't know I'm an African-American woman all right African-American woman biologically binarily that's me amen so in this article we uh (laughs) the example that was given as far as how hetero racism comes off was the, I will not break out the article or should I break out the article? Should I break out the article? I mean, let's, let's not do that to the people. Let's, let's, let's not do let's, that. Okay. No, I actually have it on me. All right. So yeah. So um, the example given was that the white person, that if a white person were to, they pretty much broke down the narrative of I don't even want to say it. But <laughs> you already let them this far. <laughs> they pretty much associated the narrative of white privilege. So that whole thing, every aspect of white privilege, mm. and associated it with being hetero racist. 
And mm. as we were going through this awesome breakdown, that that example that triggered me, I was kindly reminded by my cohorts that, um, yeah, my thought process was very hetero racist as far as um, the fact that I, I don't really look at um I don't really look at uh, people's genders. I don't really address people from a gender standpoint. And then I found myself having to, uh, having to explain why I don't. And the only thing that I could do was say, well, I'm a minister. I don't focus on that. And they're like, well, you know, that's what every other white person would say <laughs> in terms of um, their interactions with people that are not white, that are, are minorities. And so it was very triggering and I'm sitting here, I'm like, all right, I don't want to. And I mentioned, I'm trying to say this nicely. So I'm, I, my thought process as a black person was like, but I can't, you can't tell if I'm gay, if I'm like, you know, up the street, right? You see me, you can't tell if I'm gay. You might be able to, depending on how I'm walking. Um, if I'm gay or not is what I mean. And I'm, I'm not just for full disclosure, heterosexual. Okay. But you can tell that I'm black from up the street. You can't tell if I'm, I'm gay, but I think, but see, I guess once that was broken down, cause uh, that's how it was posed. And I had a problem with it because I'm like, how you can't, I don't agree with that being something that you will that should be the case that we should um that we should compare in that way. However, I will leave it there. But I I I'm going to have to leave it there cuz I'm going to go off if I don't. So there was a lot more to it and a whole lot more said and I while I don't agree with the things that were said because people then took it further to be like, well, you know, people are murdered every day because of their uh the their gender, their, you know, things of that nature, all of the uh, various crimes that are committed against the LGBT community. I get that. I agree with that. We don't know. I'm not killing you because you feel what? I, I respect life too much. But Yet and still, still, uh, there was an issue with the respect factor of I can't have a different opinion <laughs> and not, you know, ag- I'm, I didn't agree with the analogy that was given. Probably the wrong example was my thought, but all right. So and people had problems with that. So I was like, well, where's the respect in that? And so then it went from that aspect of my awesome class to talking about religion and since most of the well my professor and then other folks are not so much for the religion thing and you got a christian minister over here yet things are always said on the sly about christianity in my class from time to time because people don't like christianity and then uh there were a few miss quotes there were um things taken out of context because they know the scripture but not the uh it wasn't exegeted correctly so you don't have you you have the ex is ooh is eisegesis thank you holy spirit you have the wrong quote so exegesis is when you correctly when there's a correct interpretation of the word y'all don't judge my phone though 
<laughs> that's my break alarm anyways digressing so um apologies for my phone going off but <laughs> so whenever you cor incorrectly um when the word is incorrectly like uh explained or not even incorrectly explained, but you explain it based off of your perception, not really based off of what the scripture means. It's called eisegesis. When it's correctly um, broken down as far as in context, it's exegesis. So I had a whole lot of eisegeting happening today um, because my awesome uh, professor and then a few other folks were mentioning scriptures and associating them in the wrong way and, uh, and it literally it was just really miss uh the context was all off so um yeah those little nuances right there mixed with all of that that was my class and so if we're my thing and reason for explaining all of this awesome stuff is that that was my experience today and I don't think I've ever experienced um being one of the few that's a believer in a class and having such very interesting thoughts against people that are Christian, whether they were aware of it or not, yet we were in a class also speaking to the exact same thing that you are having a problem with whenever we do it with someone and their sexuality and or their gender and try and saying that I'm a hetero racist or implying that because the, uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I wasn't a fan. I felt the disrespect. That was my thing. That was my issue for the day. So, so bring me in. <laughs> I mean, I need to explain. All I'm, I'm going to say is, is that because I remember having the conversation about this top, like this very topic back in undergrad. And we were talking about, we were talking a lot about of how. Um, and this was actually a big debate because we were talking about, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, issues related to the African-American community and, um, somebody had mentioned, you know, African-American queer people and African-American trans people. And it eventually led to that point of the comparison between, race and sexuality and there was a lot of things said colorfully i'm not gonna go into the specifics because one i can't even remember and two i don't want to get sidetracked but but what was interesting though was that um it was like both sides were making the argument were saying what they were saying but i think missed the overall arching theme and that is is that <laughs> it doesn't like and I say and I say this with no type of malice or disrespect and my response is just you fighting over change when there's money on the table that money being and this is the dangerous thing about many people, and that is, is that you got to be careful how you choose to identify, how you choose to categorize yourself, where you want to, where you fall, so to speak, on the board, because 
And this is something like me and my family were talking about, and that is is that the enemy will the enemy's whole game is to separate you from God through sin. And as my Sunday school teacher so eloquently put, one of the main ways he do, he does that is through a lack of respect. Her words in particular is, he really got to do too much when lack of respect is there. So whether it's you black, you Hispanic, you black and gay, you black gay and po, you Hispanic and po, you Hispanic, Po, and trans, like, it really doesn't matter because the bottom line is, is that without respect, without that connection, without that closeness to God, as you've experienced, like, <laughs> the disrespect is gonna be, is, is already there. The disrespect is already going to exist. And so... The challenge being the challenge is is well, it's not even so much a challenge. It's really working to to maintain that respect, and I think that's the most difficult point, which is what I was trying to make earlier, and that was is that in terms of respect, when it's given, and you had kind of spoke to this too, and that was is that the moment somebody does something to offend us, to hurt us, to attack us, if you will, we automatically, without even thinking, we lose respect for that person. Period. Can I please hop into? Go ahead. <laughs> and the only reason why is because I just realized something that happened before in the other class. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I think Go ahead. Uh-huh. So, same class, mm-hmm. just um, about a month or and a half ago or so. Yeah. So, for, no, it was a month. It was a month and probably like, yeah, it was about a month and a half at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, same class. And I remember watching, um, we we had to watch something. I won't say what it was. Um, but within that something that we watched, there was a, um, a couple. It was a, a woman and she was the wife. And the husband was now a trans woman. So I guess you could say trans couple. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, because there was the, the issue that they were having was prior to him being, uh, prior to her being trans woman. There we go. uh, When it, when he was still a, when she was still a he, I asked a question about that and the entire class corrected me and was like I because I said he and I but because of what I was referencing she was still a he so it actually was in context I I was corrected by the entire class to say she and I'm like I never know everybody always has something negative to say about Christianity specifically and though I I won't get into the specific and really if we get into it if we talk about Jesus Christ and God and the way Yeshua Hamashiach I mean however you would like Yahuwah however you want to (laughs) say the son of man as he called himself or son of God's name there's 
always some stuff there. Always. And that's and that's <laughs> and there's that's where the stuff and that's, came. <laughs> and that's and that's what you experience. And that was that because usually and that's and that's and this is the hardest thing, especially when we lose respect for somebody is is really taking the extra step to really ask why they're being that way or why they're acting like that. And as you as we kind of spoke a little bit about it today, like a lot of people's hurt drives a lot of their motives and their disrespect. And I will say I haven't said anything. You know, and again, because And this and this is and this is something that me and I know me and my family were talking about, and that is that again, like you really gotta ask yourself though, like how are you showing like how are you demonstrating self respect to others as well as to yourself? Because if we are to really love our neighbors as ourselves, if we are really to do unto others as we would have them do unto us us ourselves, it's like, okay, well, whether it's kindness, compassion, patience, tolerance, you know, all these different things. If we are to, if we expect that from other people, then we have to be willing to apply it and demonstrate it to ourselves and be able to allow that to know what, to understand it, to digest it, to know what that is, what that looks like, what that feels like, so that when we come across other people, we're not allowing our hurt. You know, I think you have mentioned it, we're not doing it from a hurt place or we're not doing anything from an empty, you know, from an empty place. So much of this, you know, much of, respect and disrespect I think we all need to take a little bit more closely because you know everything from our attitude to our tone to our language to our interactions to the depth of our relationships friendships everything it's respect covers all those areas I got something to say. Go ahead. I'm trying not to go take ahead, over. Go ahead. All right. So there was this meme, and I want to start off with the meme because I was writing my notes. Oh, Are I you proud memes. of me? I wrote some yeah. notes up in this piece. I love memes. So, all right. And I'm trying to find it now. It's on my phone. <laughs> IG, shout out to Instagram. Woohoo. Um, where is it? I mean, you know, we try. We try from time to time. There we go. Found it. All right. So, um, and this, I believe, was posted January 24th, 2018. And the meme has uh, this dude, these two guys yelling at each other and somebody pulling one of the guys. And the guy that, that's being pulled is the one holding the Bible. It says, I called you to win souls, not win arguments. Come on. And it's Christ that's pulling him saying that. Pulling it, pulling the dude with the 
pulling the dude with the Bible. So here's the thing. I want to use that meme because I, in the past, I mean, years ago at this point, almost a decade ago, when I was like really on fire, learning a lot, um, I had a tendency to, at air quotes, go for the jugular. And I think that so many Christians do that now that are on fire, um, though they might have the truth. The thing is that people can't hear the truth because of how you're presenting it to them. Um, In respect, I think ultimately is a form of is an aspect of love. So exactly. So if we're going to speak to the, the reason why I have not said anything in class Today was a bit much, so I was trying to fix my attitude a little bit. It didn't come out like that, but to fix it so that um, people still saw Christ, regardless of how I was feeling, you know? Uh reason why I didn't say anything is because the bigger thing is their soul. bigger thing is, are, are they yeah. seeing Christ? Because we can talk about Christ all day, but if you don't show him, and showing him is not you falsifying anything. Showing, truly showing Christ is when you are off guard, what happens when you're off guard? What happens when you're not prepared? How do you respond or are you reacting? So the bigger thing that God has, because the thing is when you're not worried about something, um, like when you have, when you're really not like if an ant is crawling and he's crawling on you, it's like, all right, I could choose to kill you or I could just, you know, flick, flick you, you off, off. Right. Imagine the enemy compared to God. Wow. He ain't, the Lord ain't worried about nobody. In the book of, and the the reason why I I say that is mm -hmm. um, because that's how we have to think about the bigger picture. Because he ain't worried Mm -hmm. about, like he he is concerned about our, the Lord is of course concerned about us, but he doesn't have to prove anything. So therefore he's not worried about it. It's just like an ant crawling on his arm or something. I could kill you or flick you off. All right. Or if you want to take scripture, go to the book of Job. And he's um, Elihu says it. If he held his breath, this entire earth would perish. If he held his breath. And I think (laughs) and I think more for using that analogy that it wouldn't even so much be a flick off. It's knowing God, he would try to put his arm down to let you crawl off because he knows you just trying to find your way as with everybody. Well, we just said. trying to find our way. So it's like, well, and that's really one of the biggest things I think, especially in terms of respect, in terms of, and I'm glad you mentioned it, in terms of this journey, really what messes up a lot of the times is really when we personalize reactions, when we personalize things. Because, and again, we're human. We're not perfect. We're not on 24-7 you know, stuff seeps in every now and again. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's be real. Stuff seeps in. Mm-hmm. We sometimes read too much into things, take things personally. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of the times, again, as with everything, like you just experienced, a lot of it, it's coming from something. It's coming from somewhere. Right. That's all it boils down to. So, in, in truth, in essence, that's why I respect should be given and my respect excuse me according to scripture that's why it's worded the way it is because regardless 
regardless it should be given because it's just like how you said if we're really out here trying to win souls and save souls then we have to understand that what's on people's hearts and what's on people what's in people's souls matters it has to it matters the most and a lot of it is again they're getting off of them because they don't know like they don't know what we know when it comes to christ like they don't know that we can pray those things to him and leave it there and not worry about it. They don't know that Mm-mm. because they're used to life hitting them constantly with so much crap that, oh, it's up to me to take it. This is up to me to take it and deal with it. But it's like, you don't have to. And that's what we're trying to show people. There's another way to live. There's another way to understand life than what you think it has to be or what you think it ought to be. And it's interesting. I want to speak to that because, um, and it's not necessarily a sidebar, but it's to speak to what you just said, because mm-hmm. it's interesting that in, um, when you have an SUD, which is a substance use disorder or alcoholism, you know, whatever it is, that may be the addiction, um, 12 steps program automatically infuses Religion automatically infuses God, a higher power mm-hmm. being the assistant in getting you, getting the addiction broken off of you and you being healed and actually dealing with the reason why there is an addiction because there's always a reason why. Always. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that we uh, find a place for that with breaking addiction. But yet when it comes to other issues, we try our best to stay away from religion or we find religion is the problem. Um, like today with the heteronormative thing, um, uh, well, not thing, I'll say exercise, um, religion was an issue. It played an issue according to the journal article, the literature that we had to review. And I mean, if we're being honest, it's like, yeah, religion is a problem because religion is a system developed by your fellow man to dictate and run things. And if we're coming from, what was it you said, the Isu? Oh, the, the Isu. Yeah, Isu. especially if you have that kind of teaching and that and that under that kind of leadership, mm-hmm. like that is with its own with Isu-G. with yes, <laughs> with its system, you know, with this system, its order, and not leaving room for his spirit, not leaving room essentially for correction. Yeah, religion is a problem. Yeah. Religious institutions seem like the enemy. Mm-hmm. But as with everything, as as people have mentioned throughout your life, I'm pretty sure you heard, heard it at some point, it's really discovering God for yourself. And really, are you going to use that as a clutch? Well. Or are you going to love yourself and respect yourself enough to let it go and push past that? And give yourself room and leave yourself the opportunity to actually try to overcome that and write a new narrative or rather let God write write a new narrative for you. Look and just to speak to um, mm-hmm. what you were just saying for eisegesis, because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure 
y'all probably want to know what the heck that means. So um, as it's been explained, but here's the definition. So eisegesis is the process of interpreting text in such a way as to introduce one's own presuppositions or predispositions, if you will. Uh, No, it's actually presuppositions. Yeah, supposing something. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, man, agendas or biases. Exegesis is drawing out text meaning in accordance with the author's context and discoverable meaning. In both instances, a lot of it is used in terms of scripture and how scripture is um, wow. interpreted, if you will. So to speak to that, just wanted to provide that for you. Fun fact for the day, I learned a new word, y'all. Exegesis and eisegesis. Well, the presuppositions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did not know that. Yeah, presuppose. Interesting. Yes, but what was that? I had something else to say. Oh, no, that was was it. So I need to say anything else. (laughs) I I mean, I could go on, but. I really could because this is it's very interesting. Like I saw it so clear today and that's what kind of got and I didn't realize it till I left. And I know the Holy Spirit had to be the reason why I didn't realize it till I left because the Lord don't be letting me know stuff until after. So I don't get myself in trouble. I don't know if y'all be around stuff like that, but I'm telling you, Holy Spirit really is the filter because I don't be realizing stuff till after the fact like yeah so here's what's really good (laughs) Mm -hmm. and now you can't do nothing you know try to do anything in retaliation or try to speak to it and i can't hold on to it because what does that look like that don't look like christ so um after i left uh class i just i got a chance and once i got a chance to kind of talk about it because y'all i got when i when me and Zoe met up, man. The way my life was set up in my brain, I was like over it. And um, I just needed to kind of talk it out because I got hit so much uh, in a negative way. And it was really just me. So I guess I could say I understand how. So, well, I mean, I'm already black, so I get it. Um, but to speak to the uh, the gender uh, of... Mm, I don't want to call it a narrative, but uh, experience of being um, not so so common um, sexual uh, focused or gender, uh, well, sexually labeled, gender labeled person. And if you're not so common in that regard, whether you're LGBTQ or however you are, however you identify yourself as non-binary, amen. Um, I guess you could say I felt like that. I can understand where they're coming from. Um, I could already understand where they were coming from, but it just seemed like everything I thought for a second was like, well, that's wrong. And it's like, you can't say just because someone doesn't know something that it's wrong. It's all in how the person presents it. Um, Because I can be all the way wrong, but how I'm talking to you, because I'm talking to you from a loving place, you're not offended. So as much as they teach us, as much as I was being taught today about how to be gender affirming, um, I also believe that you can teach me all day that, but if my heart isn't where it needs to be at, there's still going to be a disrespect in the tone, even if I am respecting you. 
So the place that your, your, your heart is, where your heart is with it, which ultimately is where your love is, your love level is with it, is how you're going to approach anything. Well, that's well, that's kind of what we were kind of speaking to earlier. And that is, is that if you're, if you're so focused and, and that's the danger about you, again, your level of awareness and your level of insight and where your love is, because if you coming from a place of purpose, if you if you coming from a place of really wanting someone to understand, you're gonna come from that place of love. Well, you're gonna come at somebody respectfully. You're not going to argue your point, force. You know that's where really the force feeding everything comes from because of how it's being delivered. As with everything, because again, and that's really where that's like one of the first signs. Of, again, the enemy being in the room. It's if somebody's yelling at you, and you like, okay, yeah, I hear you. Right. It's like already is you know, you disrespecting me, so I'm gonna give it right back by okay, yeah, I hear you. Right. Whole but ain't nothing coming in. Whole I'm shutting down. Like yeah, but like you said, if your if your true purpose is to is to correct me in a loving way. To help me understand your point of view, your intention, yeah. your whole approach, your whole tone, your whole everything is gonna be different. It's gonna be not aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be no, 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 no. It's like this. Well, or it's like we'll talk later. Like it's gonna be something to that effect to where it's like I'm not gonna attack. Like I'm not trying to attack you. Or do that because all that's really let me know, especially now at this point, as I'm getting older, all that lets me know is that again, because what you're really speaking to is, is again, you love yourself on conditions because respect, love and everything is unconditional. So if you coming at me that way, all that lets me know is that, oh, okay, you already lost all respect in me. So again... You giving you you looking at me with oh okay I can only love you conditionally, cause you love yourself conditionally. Don't play. And I can say that from experience, cause I've done that to plenty of people. Now that I've learned, I have no. Comment. But yeah, we all want unconditional love, and that's why again, and that's why again, and it's not to attack you when I say this, but again, that's why I hate that phrase. Don't judge me. Oh, I know. Because all that lets me know is that, okay, you hard on yourself. You judging yourself. I don't feel attacked. Because it all starts with you. Well. So, if you taking what I'm saying, if you taking my correction, and I can just be talking like this, as a judgment, as an attack... That lets me know you've experienced something or you still holding on to something that's got you thinking that that's got you thinking like that. So yeah, conditions and unconditionally, yeah. That was the other point. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What you looking okay, at? I'm done. I was looking up the Exegesis Bible. Oh. Because <laughs> I was reminded. But, but, um, but yeah, that's all that is. It's just, it's just really ultimately like 
you know, speaking to that respect, speaking to that love, like it's as the, as the, as the scripture read and was said, like essentially it's unconditional. Essentially it's universal as love should be. So mm-hmm. if you could disrespect me, that means on some level you love yourself with a condition or conditions. Well. And inversely, if you're doing that but claim to love yourself unconditionally, then the word of God ain't nowhere near you. And there's some type of bitterness and rejection there too. If we really want to go there. Because I was listening, and even listening today to um, Mm -hmm. some of how we were handling, well, it was uh, domestic violence, um, not just intimate partner violence, but we were Mm -hmm. talking about the domestic violence and just um, some things that were byproducts of it. Uh, You could see that respect was the first thing, the very first thing the very first thing for these partners in their experience and um, (laughs) respect being taken almost immediately away from um, the, we'll say the submissive uh, individual within the couple unit. And then the domineering one or dominating one um, immediately wanting to uh, reinforce the fact that they need to be respected both of those situations happening actually even for the domineering one almost instantaneously the moment that they feel just fine to do it or that it's something that they want to be uh in a in a dominating um position in so hmm. this is all power it's a power of play because and like i was like telling you earlier for a lot of us emotional neglect if dare I dare I dare I argue the notion is really the premise of why a lot of respect goes out the window. Because if you notice for a lot of people, that's one of the respect if you notice when there's disrespect or somebody feels disrespected, mm-hmm. emotions go high. Like, they almost go through the roof for many people. And, again, you could have simply made a joke, a comment. You could have made a mistake. You could have bumped somebody by accident. And it's almost like you done pissed on their leg. Well, then let's add some... Add some uh, some extra to that. Give you a good example. That's part of what my group had to do in our heteronormative exercise. Wow! And that's what it spoke to. In order for you to be an affirming, a hetero, I don't even know what to say. Heteronormative. I don't know. Affirming and an affirming therapist. Mm-hmm. In order for you to be that, um, some of the guidelines included changing up not only changing up your um your language but shutting down the jokes whenever you saw them like and also even down to participating 
and different political moves and things of that nature. Like, I'm like, you have to do all of that to prove that you, that's very interesting. So that there's a demand of respect there. You can, there's a demand of respect, but you're not earning it. You're demanding respect and demanding for someone to show respect. Yet, if somebody does not agree with you or it doesn't agree with you, you're cool, but doesn't agree with some things that you choose to do or how you choose to identify. All right, whatever. That's your life, right? But then you become the person that is disrespectful. We automatically, it's it's a hot or cold thing. Because ultimately, like what I think what you're speaking to is that because a lot of a lot of because due to a lot of minorities and cultures and this is fact and true i'm not taking i'm not denying that denying this when i say it but because respect has been absent from a lot of minorities experiences whether it be race sexual identity class all of that because it wasn't there the board the law everything is demanding something that we know as Christians is should be freely given. But because we live in a world where not many people believe in it, operate in it, you know, have been hurt by it. It's like now we're demanding it. And I put mm-hmm. that in quotes. We're demanding it. But it's like those of us who know it's like, you know, again, especially being in this field, it's like we know we're going to come across people who are different from us, who identify differently. We're not going, at least, at least, I guess, speaking for me, I'm not going to attack you, browbeat you, say I'm not going to work with you, you know, talk about you, discriminate against you. But unfortunately, the law, the ethics board, everything is going to set it up so to where. If you don't, you got something to lose, even though Mm -hmm. to us, it's common sense. It's our nature. It's who we are. But not everybody wrote that way. Hmm. But and it's interesting because I think I mentioned I feel like I mentioned this in one of our many recordings. But I remember when there was a bakery that was close in San Diego Mm -hmm. um, because the baker was a Christian. They didn't want to um, make a cake for a gay couple. And they just, you know, you have the right to refuse service. But because of that, that bakery is now closed because they were sued. So that was actually brought up today by um, by my professor. And my professor um, got upset at, about the, the baking incident, not from the standpoint of the bakers, but from the standpoint of the couple that demanded that the baking, that the company make their, or the small business made their cake. Um, I believe that you have the right to do what you want, right? We don't have to agree with it, right? Why should I be forced to service you because I don't really, I'm not really in belief or in, in alignment with, you know, what, how you're choosing to do whatever you're choosing to do. Um, why should it be the other? Why would you want me to help you if I don't agree with you? 
I believe that we have to, I understand the reasoning for wanting to, oh, we only got a minute left, but I understand the reason for wanting to um, make sure that you've put yourself out there, that you not put yourself out there, but that there is a mutual respect. But I still don't believe in forcing someone to be something or do something that they're forced to do. You wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that. That's what we call respect. It's a two-way street that not many people want to walk down. That part. Well, y'all, we got 30 (laughs) seconds. So follow us on IG. Yes. (laughs) um, At Love Beats and Heartstrings. All spelled out for um, the future Dr. Zoe. For myself, it is uh, Say It Loud. S-S-A-Y-I-T-L-O-U-D. Yeah, it's not Aaliyah, but I tried. Um, (laughs) We'll come at y'all next time, y'all. Holla. Peace out. Bye-bye.